Hey, what's going on, folks? Welcome to the Just Now Podcast. Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to the Just Now Podcast. I'm your host, Quincy Long. Let's jump right into it. All right. So I was sitting here thinking to myself, um, I don't know what I don't know how the thought came on, but I was wondering, whatever happened to all those mothers of the show Sixteen and Pregnant? Like no one, I don't know. I I think it was like a post I saw on Facebook that made me think of it. I don't know. But so I looked it up, and uh, you know I do my research. <laughs> so uh, okay, so I'm gonna read this. This is the first thing that happens uh, that pops out on Google. I typed it in. I typed in what happened to the moms of sixteen and pregnant. This is the first thing that popped up on Google search, right? <clears throat> All right, grab a glass of water, people. Might want to sit down for this one. I'm going to give you a second. Sit down. Take a deep breath, right? Take that light, that last bite of your cannoli. All right. Purvis. <laughs> Fuck. Mother, April, who appeared on the show with her, <clears throat> was arrested in 2011 for drug possession. Okay. Episode summary. Uh, Caitlin Beltier, oh god, I'm so bad with these fucking, what are these people, fucking Jewish? I don't know. It's a 16-year-old girl from Algonac, Michigan, who was pregnant by her boyfriend of three years, and then by her stepbrother, Tyler Bertie. Oh, she got pregnant by her fucking stepbrother? Well, that's, that's not too bad. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, shit. I want to know. Like, I just want to know, like, what happened to all these fucking mothers? They got that many fucking episodes, but they don't give me the aftermath? Let's see here. What happened after the scene? The Forgotten 16 and Present cast members. They were cast members? But this is how... This is how sold they had me on that whole reality TV show. It's that I don't even think of them as cast members. I think of them as actual, like, people. Let's see. MTV made it. Team Mom, too. I forgot about Team Mom. Let's see. Okay, so basic summary. Uh, looks like they're either fucked up or in jail, or, or they just live in normal. That's basically what happened. That answers that question, folks. End of podcast. All right. See you. I'm just kidding. Well, goddamn. Oh, wait. I got to tell you guys a fucking story. So uh, I'm at work and I'm I, it's just one of those moments where I'm, I'm, a, I'm being a complete douche. You know, I just am because why not? So uh, I, uh, I get to work. And uh, I start, you know, I start doing my fucking job. You know, as soon as I clock in, I'm at work. I'm doing the fucking thing, you know. I cut on my fucking podcast. I listen to uh, Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan. And, you know, I listen to them go back and forth. It's just what I do, you know. So I cut on the fucking podcast. And I'm just chilling. And this fucking lady taps me on the shoulder. By the way, when the fuck did people forget about personal space? Like, when did just tapping on someone constantly become okay? 
Like, I got one ear out. Just call my name and I'll hear you. But, like, these motherfuckers, they fucking... I, I can't stand it when my coworkers touch. And it's always... It's always old black people. I'll be honest with you. Always. For some reason, old black people just love to come up and poke you right in the kidney or in, like, the back of the fucking neck or, like, rub your shoulder to get your attention. That shit kills me. If you're an old black motherfucker listening to this, stop that shit. It's fucking annoying. I hate it. So, anyways, so this fucking lady comes up behind me and she just starts she just starts poking me like in between the ribs like she doesn't realize how hard she's poking me and I kind of jerk a little bit and I guess it freaked her out because she was like oh and I was like yeah oh bitch you just fucking anyway so she pokes me and it turns out that some kid up front his fucking stepmom dies and she's letting me know she was like hey um well the <clears throat> well, the, the kid up front, his stepmother has passed away. Okay. All right. And we have a card. And if you would like to sign it, you can. So we can, you know. And in my head, I'm already thinking, like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I don't even know his name. I don't even know his name. And you got me trying to sign this fucking card. Like, it's not even, like... It's not even like I was a part of it. Like, before I got there, they was always like, like, just to tell me, like, if you want to sign it. You know? Like, it, as it, like, almost like a guilt trip. Like, what do you mean, if I want to sign it? Like, if you put it like that, of course. If I don't, I look like a dick. So, I walk over, and I fucking go sign the fucking card. I write my first name, and then I stand there for, like, fucking five minutes just thinking of what the fuck could I say to this fucking guy. I don't know. I don't even know what he fucking looks like. I have no idea what this kid even looks like. There's so many people there. All this was person up front. Who? I have no idea who this fucking person even is. So I say, fuck it. I signed the stupid fucking card. And then underneath, I finally decided to put a prayers. I just put prayers. I don't even know what that means. Prayers for what? That has no context. Everyone else had some little, like, half a fucking paragraph and shit. I didn't know what the fuck to say, so I just said prayers. No period. No, no, no fucking ellipsis. Nothing. So, as I'm signing this fucking card, this is what really pissed me off. They gave this motherfucker money. Like, everybody chipped in and gave him money and hugs and shit. And I'm looking at all this, and, like, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you know how many people have fucking died on me? And I've told that to my boss, and my boss was like, sorry to hear that. By the way, can you mop the bathroom? Like, what the fuck? And this guy's getting hugs and treats and money and shit. What? I, I, I got so fucking mad. This this thought this is the thought that came to me. The thought that came to me was to walk back over there, scribble out prayers, and put your next bitch. <laughs> that that was my next thought. That was my next fucking thought. I'm so fuck. I, I, I couldn't fucking believe that this dude's getting all this fucking attention just over his, his fucking step. I like. I don't know. Maybe I just don't know the story. 
But a part of me died inside. It's like, how? Why? Why do you get all that attention? Can you tell I had a great childhood, folks? <sighs> Anyways. I went back in time and I listen and I listened to uh I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. So I go back over and I uh start listening to Joe Rogan again. And uh I'm listening to like the beginning days, like episode like ninety-eight and one hundred and twenty-six, shit like that. And I and I and I'm like I'm listening to it and the beginning of it was like it was a lot like this podcast, just unprofessional, no one knows what the fuck's going on. Except I'm by myself with this one. I'm starting out like Mr. Burr. Mr. Billy Burr. Or Bill Burr. Or Freckles. Freckle Fucko. Whatever you want to call him. Which is one of my fucking... I look up to him uh, podcast-wise. Not as a human being because we're too similar. You know? I can't look up to myself. That's douchey. I, well, you know, why am I saying that? I don't know him. I don't know that he's like me or not. But from what I can tell... For what he shared, I we, we you know we're similar in the in the realm of like flipping out about dumb shit or whatever. And uh, I guess that's how we first related. When I first related to Bill Burr, that was uh, when I found his the Monday Morning podcast had to be around 2016, 2015, and uh, boy, life was rough then. And I'm not gonna go into detail about how rough it was or what I was doing, but. It was fucking rough, and I definitely needed an outlet, which is how I found fucking comedy. And all the great aspects of that. Um, it's made me go. I noticed that going through going through a lot of struggles has made me a bigger fan of comedy, because almost in an unhealthy way, because it's easier to like. No, I wouldn't say unhealthy because it's easier to like laugh at something, but like I take the time to understand the things that are going on around me, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to react to it in a way that's positive. But comedy was kind of the way that I reacted like positive to everything, you know, like I, 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 I understood what was going on around me. So it's not like I was bullshitting myself, but at the same time I could be like, look, I understand this and you know, haha, I can laugh at it. Right. And that's how I look at comedy, and that's how that's the one of the that's one of the biggest saviors right now. A lot of people say music saved them, or you know whatever art form. But I I can I think I could really say that comedy kind of yeah I can say that I, I I'm I don't want to say it saved me, but it it definitely played a big part in my life to the point where I wouldn't I don't I don't think. I don't think I would handle life so well, and I think life would get way too stressful without it. I think I'd still, I think I'd still like be like here and stuff like that, but I don't think I'd be ha as happy without you know learning how to laugh and learning, um, learning how to learn, learning how to be somebody that makes other people laugh also. And I don't mean no class clown shit. I mean like just saying some uh just saying something that everybody can relate to, but also put it in a really funny kind of format so we can all laugh about it. Cause I feel like a lot of people go through the same bullshit. Like 
I got this uh, one of my one of my best fucking friends, my fucking brother to this very day. I call him Max, and uh, we go through a lot of the same bullshit when it comes to like our family, like our family and stuff like that. Um, we go through a lot of the same bullshit. I'm not gonna go too in depth with that, but I feel like in saying this, I'm letting you guys know that uh, it's okay to laugh at you know. It's okay to really laugh at really anything. It doesn't really fucking matter. You know, if you're fucked up like me, you know, you just want to laugh at fucking everything and just continue about your day. Because that's just how, that's just what life, this is where life brought you to. And that's where life has kind of brought me. It's brought me to this place where I'm laughing at every, not everything, like not everything's funny. I don't mean to come off like I think life's a joke. It's definitely not. But I definitely am like, a little bit, uh, it felt like I was 300 pounds before I found comedy, and now I'm like sitting at 120 when I found comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like the weight's lifted, the weight's not there. And, um, but that that's kind of the whole reason why I told that first little bit about that fucking kid. Is because I think that kind of shit's funny. Like, I think it's funny to be jealous at someone that's receiving love and attention, you know? I think all of that's funny. I think it's I think it's completely okay to be honest with your uh, natural human emotions, you know, re- regardless of what people say. If someone thinks it's wrong, then fuck them, you know? It's how you feel. Even if, even if how you feel is, like, wrong, like, you can still learn from that. And I've learned plenty of times about... Um, feeling a certain way and then adding logic to it to be like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't feel as like, um, I shouldn't feel as committed to being like emotionally irresponsible. That's almost what it feels like. Like you ever feel so strongly about something you have no fucking clue about almost, like, I've done that a million times, but I've learned to just, like, add logic to it and then realize that, hey, like, I don't have to feel, I don't have to feel like, I don't have to feel like I don't understand something and then that's just going to be the way it is. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, you, I guess I got to taught myself to just be aware, be aware of, like, what's going on, be aware of, like, who I'm around and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and who I'm doing it around because all that stuff, all that stuff matters in terms of like stress and all that. And, uh, comedy has kind of helped me do all of those things because a lot of comics, a lot of my favorite comics are very detail oriented people. Like they love detail in their stories or in their jokes and their stand up, you know, and I know that it's an act for them, but for me, comedy is a little more than an act. It's um like music, like you know, music can be an act. It can be a musical, for lack of better words, but it can also be something that tells truth. And I feel like uh, I feel like that's what comedy did for me. It made me look at things in a way that told truth about the situations I was uh, 
you know, feeling lost about. And this may not work for everybody. I don't want anybody to think that I go through life fucking laughing at everything and all this other bullshit. I don't. I genuinely don't. But I do know, I do know for a fact that if I don't find a way to make things, yeah, if I don't find a way to make things like humorous for myself so that it puts my mind at ease so I'm relaxed and then I can make sense of it, then, you know, I become, I become a little lost again. And I don't ever want to go back to that that state of mind where I couldn't relax myself, you know. I couldn't relax my mind in order to understand what I was going through. I was always so, you know, tense and pent up with all this weird energy that, you know, seemingly came from nowhere. But obviously came from somewhere deep down inside of myself that I probably don't even remember because I suppressed it fucking what 10 12 years ago who knows so as i get older as i age as i uh as i start to see life for what it is and not what i think it should be it makes me um it makes me feel like i'm closer to my uh it makes me also feel like i'm closer to my goals in life I've never felt more assured about my work ethic, my goals in life, my uh, my desire and want to be something great. Just something, you know? I don't ever want to live my... I don't ever want to go through life again where I felt like I was just... I didn't feel like I was going to be great, but I didn't feel like I was going to be bad either. I just felt neutral. That's the, it's, it's like, it's just the worst. Like I want, like, I would rather feel horrible about everything than feel nothing. I want to feel something because even through feeling horrible, something I can pull myself out of it now and just make it a positive, positive situation or a positive mindset, not situation. Cause you know, the mindset and the situation you're in are two completely different things and that's how you deal with it. Yeah, this ain't a fucking hee hee ha ha podcast for you. This is some, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is a little too personal. Or, or, or maybe, maybe it's just right. I don't know. But this is, this is not one that I'm on. I'm, I don't know. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to just my podcast. I don't have much to say right now, but I do know that I'm on like some kind of weird journey where hopefully it'll lead to a brighter understanding of what the world around me is versus what I wanted to be, and I'm still learning, and we all are. We all we, we all constantly still learn, whether it be from my mistakes to the mistakes of others. Or the progress, the progress of yourself. Those are my <laughs> sage words. 
God, this started out funny, and now I just I just took it down to a whole like different level. <laughs> God damn it! I can't help myself. I just want to, you know, I just want to talk this on my fucking chest, man. I ain't got nothing to fucking hide, dog. All these fucking years of being here, I ain't got nothing to fucking hide. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Not Podcast. I've been your host, Quincy, and uh, if you leave here absolutely depressed, I'm sorry. (laughs) Later.